New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Dear ones, Reverend Robert with you here on a Friday night. It's five o'clock on the Mountain Time Zone. That means it is time for the good news. I am so grateful you're with us. Good evening, Wayne. Good to see you, brother man. And anyone else out there that's watching, if uh, you chat along with us, well, we'll be sure to recognize you. Please. Join the live conversation as we go. Chat along, leave, leave your comments, whatever it is. And whatever you do, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Please, please, please let your friends and family know what we're doing here on Friday nights. This is the good news. A weekly reminder of all the good that's happening in our world and that we really are in this world together. First up tonight, <laughs> hey, this is one of those stories like, uh, yeah, well, I think we've known this uh, as a new thought philosophy. A new poll reveals that the secret to happiness, surprise, surprise, is practicing gratitude. Yes, I love it. Uh, the poll was conducted by one poll on behalf of uh, Motivosity. Motivosity. Motivosity, I think is how they say it. Uh, but what they found is that... Um, by region, folks in the Southwest, 75% of us report being happy because of expressions and experiences of gratitude. Northeast follows up closely with 74%. The Midwest is 73. Sorry, Southeast, 68. West Coast, uh-oh, 63% reported they experienced more happiness. But overall, this is good. It's all about the opportunity to be grateful and share with our friends and family the gratefulness that we have in our lives and all the good that we've got going on in our lives. The primary, primary aspect of what we're doing here at New Thought Media Network, share the gratitude, share the love, be happy. Cool stuff. This next story, oh boy, I want to tell you, this one caught my ear and my eye when I first saw it, mostly because I've always had a really fond affinity. Well, I've been an outdoors, I, I, I'm, I'm an explorer, I'm an outdoors kind of guy. Um, I've always had Patagonia gear at some point. Well, if you missed this story this week, 
let me catch you up. Yvonne Chouinard <clears throat> created a new trust that donates uh, his entire company, the entire valuation of Patagonia, $3 billion to fight climate change. Pretty cool stuff. I, I left a break there. I wanted us to, to really let that sink in. Shannard said, I never wanted to be a businessman. I started as a craftsman, making climbing gear for my friends and myself, then got into apparel. At 83, he and his team of lawyers, along with his family, worked to create a model that would allow the company to continue to profit uh, and to operate as a for-profit enterprise, but it would also act as a fundraising agent and uh, on the environment's behalf. 2% of the family stock will fund an effort to ensure the companies remain committed to Chenard's values, while the other 98% will go to projects that protect habitat and biodiversity and fight the environmental costs. Wow. Chenard <laughs> said, while we're doing our best to, to address the environmental crisis, it's not enough. We needed to find a way to put more money into fighting the crisis while keeping the company's value intact. There had been talk of taking the company public, working with shareholders and the like. However, that was deemed to be uh, less desirable. <laughs> Probably, I would think, a whole lot less manageable. Good news happening in the world today on the front on climate change front. And here's another good news story on the climate change front. The ozone hole is repairing itself. It's healing. Scientists have estimated that at the current rate, the hole in the ozone layer will close around 2070. Levels of chemical emissions from refrigerants and air conditioning have fallen and continue to fall, leading the scientists at NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Those are the guys that measure this kind of stuff. Uh, and they are saying <clears throat> sometime before 2070, or by the, at the latest, uh, no, it was 1987 when scientists found that certain chemicals were blowing open a hole in the ozone layer. So we'll be uh, under 100 years from discovery to healing. That's pretty good on the planetary scale. Good news happening all around the world. And folks, you know, we get most of our stories here over at the goodnewsnetwork.org. They do a great job of collating uh, the good news stories that are happening in the world. We get many of our stories there week after week. We encourage you, please head on over to their website. Give them the love and attention and appreciation they deserve. Hit their like button, hit their subscribe button, uh, and check out the goodnewsnetwork.org. Good people there. All right, we're going to take a quick break and uh, let ourselves let you learn a little bit more about what we're doing here on the New Thought Media Network. But don't go away. We're going to be right back with more of the good news here on New Thought Media Network. It's Friday night. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more. Stay tuned. <laughs>
Thought Media Network is on the rise. We're looking to grow with you. Do you have technical media experience or perhaps a desire to learn? Are you willing to volunteer your precious time and attention? We share this message to benefit all. If you possess a computer with a camera and a microphone, we will share our knowledge with you. Behind the scenes or being the star, let us bless our one. Contact us at info at ntmedia.org. the good news here on the new thought media network thank you for being with us this evening folks hey if you have a good news story you think we should take a look at please drop us an email good news at ntmedia.org perhaps we'll spring your show your story online and share it here with our broadcast or if you'd like to be a special guest and share your story yourself let us know that we'd be happy to have you join us on a friday evening all right Next up, let's talk. We've got a great segment here for you folks on humanity, on, on, on life. I don't want to say humanity, sorry, on life. And life, we've been reporting over the last couple of years now how life has been returning to planet Earth. And even though the sometimes the stories look a little grim, uh, life and natural life has a way of rebounding and coming back. Well, here's another one. Osprey, uh, a majestic bird, hunted near extinction, uh, are now breeding across England for the first time in 200 years. In North Yorkshire, a young nesting osprey couple recently produced two chicks. Uh, but in, in America, we wouldn't have talked about this, but here in it, but over there in, in England, this is a big deal. It's the first time osprey chicks have been born in the country in over 200 years. This is a sure sign that the bird or birds are recovering. And it's not only happening happening in England, it's happening all across Europe, Asia, and Africa. The ospreys are making their return. Such majestic birds and beautiful. And uh, yes, we get to see them here uh, in, in America a little bit more. It, it, uh, we get a little bit more of it. But uh, good news happening in the world of wildlife. And I'll tell you, again, I'm going to tell you, we got a lot of animal stories in this segment, a lot of wildlife stories in this segment. And this is one that just is like, oh, yeah, 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 this makes sense too. A sea turtle boom is happening in Florida. It's the biggest nesting season on record. Turtle counting teams have recorded record numbers all across southern Florida uh, and southwest Florida. Beaches like Bonita, Vanderbilt, Naples, as well as Marco and Kiwaden. I'm probably not saying that properly. Uh, both green and loggerhead sea turtle nests uh, are, are being counted and the numbers are record-breaking. 
uh, Collier County, which includes all the sea turtle sites, bar, uh, bar, except for Bonita Beach, registered just 55 nests short of 2,000. 1,945 nests, breaking records. We've never seen numbers like this, said Principal Environmental Specialist for Collier County, Maura Krause. Uh, and they're hatching really, really well. I had some underwater a long time, and, they'll, and they still are hatching. Now, this is also including a couple of first-time events. Marco Island registered its first ever green sea turtle nest in Parkshore Beach in Collier County. Even found a leatherback turtle nest, the first in the mainland's history. The turtles are coming back, folks. What good news is that? I love when we hear these types of stories. Mother Nature cannot be denied. Next up, kelp forests in Australia <clears throat> growing at a record speed and are starting to rival the Amazon for absorbing CO2. Now remember, these stories come from the Good News Network. Check these out over on their site. Uh, a recent study is that kelp forests are growing between four and eleven times, are four, between four and eleven times more productive than they have been. And on land, the fasting uh, and <laughs> sorry, <laughs> these forests, these kelp forests are happening from South Australia and South Africa. Uh, they can be found in the Great Barrier Reef as well as Great African Sea. Great African Sea is believed to be expanding in size, unlike many others. Uh, and the Great Southern Reef in Australia, uh, as that sort of ebbs, well, the kelp is flowing. And we're expanding and we're growing. I love how this works. You folks, all the stories that we share here on the Good News Network are about reminding us that it's all interconnected. And even when my notes fail me, it's all interconnected. Everything's happening to bring us to a greater understanding of that interconnection. And therefore, once we understand it, then we can embody it. It's not a surprise. It's not anything new. This is the way the universe works. It's all part of the wonder. It's all interconnected. And our next story this evening reminds me of that as well. I'll tell you. Here in America, we've been talking about the bees for a while. Well, this story comes to us from Austria, the border between Austria and Germany. The two, two neighbors recognize that uh, that this was the perfect place for bees. And that one neighbor, Josef Kren, was invited to take over his neighbor's property to raise bees. I've never experienced anything like that, Kren admits. We benefit from each other. Franz grows the flowers, and in return, he gets good honey from me. As far as I can, I try to ensure that, that nature benefits both. Beekeepers sharing their land just so that we can continue 
allowing light. That's where it is for me, folks. It's really all about allowing the light to continue. Now, I told you this middle segment tonight is filled with bee stories <laughs> or animal stories. Our next one is is equally interesting. I did not know there was a royal beekeeper. Did you know there was a royal beekeeper? Please meet John Chappelle, uh, Chapel, C-H-A-P-P-L-E, Chapel. Uh, he is the official palace beekeeper and uh, not being fully aware that he would be required to do this upon the queen's death. He had to let the bees know that their mistress had gone on. Uh, John traveled to both Buckingham Palace and Clarence House to carry out this unique ritual. He placed black ribbons on each, all of the different hives. And he, had, he was required to speak to each hive and let them know the mistress is dead. You don't, but don't you go. Your master will be a good master to you. And now there are over 200 hives at Clarence House, about five hives at Buckingham Palace. Each hive contains about 20,000 bees. Chapel said that in the summer there are well over a million bees doing the good work, making honey, and, uh, and a bee whisperer. I did not know there was a royal beekeeper. Perhaps you didn't as well. That's okay. Good news stories here on the New Thought Media Network. And that story, folks, comes to us from our good friends over at SunnySkies.com, another great resource that we use to help us find these good news stories, bring them to you, share them with you, and let you know what's going on out in the world. All right, one more animal story. I couldn't resist. They were everywhere this week. Everywhere I looked, there were more animal stories. This was a long shot rescue plan for the critically endangered Guam kingfisher. And uh, here's the thing. The kicker is this isn't happening anywhere near Guam. A scientific mission born of a partnership between the Nature Conservancy and the Wild Fish and Wildlife Service are, are working to return the, the Guam kingfisher to the wilds, not at Guam, but on the Palmyra Atoll, Atoll chain next year. It's likely it's their only hope of long-term survival, say the scientists. Uh, today, only two of Guam's 12 native forest birds remain in the wild. The successful re release of this uh, on the atoll could inspire similar similar recovery initiatives on Guam, but most importantly, stop the inbreeding that currently is harming the bird's lifespan in captivity. Like all extinct in the wild species, the fate of, of these birds rests directly in our hands. That's a quote by Dr. John Ewen of the Zoological Society of London and care of their recovery team. We have the opportunity to return this species to the wild in a highly responsible way, learning about their needs in a wild environment with no risk, said Dr. Ewan. I love this idea, folks. Let's bring back, isn't that a beautiful looking bird? I think that's a, a gorgeous looking bird. And there's the atolls where they're gonna bring these birds back. I am so excited, folks. 
no matter how we look at it, no matter where we look at it, there's good news because Mother Nature endures. We come back again and again and again. Hey, we're going to take another quick break, let you learn a little bit more about what's happening here on the New Thought Media Network. And say thank you to our giver, our committed givers and sponsors. We've got more good news coming your way in just a moment or two. Don't go away. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more good news here on New Thought Media Network. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Denver for your continued support. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta for your monthly contribution. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey for your monthly contribution. And please help us welcome OM Center for Spiritual Living in La Mesa, California. Thank you for your monthly donation. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Seattle for your most generous donation. And a special thanks to Hefferlin Foundation for your generous technology grant. And Suze Ajit, thank you for your very generous donation. And a super special thank you to Dr. Tracy Brown, RSCP. Thanks for being a super donor. And a big shout out to all our committed donors. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone that makes this network happen. 
from that financial aspect, all of our donors, all of our contributors, all of our committee givers, we love you. We appreciate you. We thank you. You make this happen. You're making the world a better place. All right, folks, it's Friday night. It's the good news. Got a few more stories for you here this evening. And our next story. Now, on this program, those that have watched know that we've talked about 3D printed houses for a while now. And we've been watching this story develop. Well, a team of architects and engineers have been just cleaning up on the award circuit, the Home Builders Award circuit, that is. Uh, with a company called House Zero. It's 3D printed. It seamlessly blends traditional and futuristic designs. Uh, it's this uh, house you're looking at here is a demonstration project. And there's a great video that goes along that shares how this all is happening. Uh, winning design awards with 3D printed houses. One of the principal invest and one of the principal owners said, "My hope is that this home will provoke architects, developers, builders, and homeowners to dream alongside Icon about the exciting and ha hopeful future that robotic construction and specifically 3D printing makes possible." Ballard co continued by saying, "The housing of our future must be different from the housing we have known." Beautiful looking architecture and housing there, folks. Good stuff. Whoop. Hey, you know, folks, we're doing something new here on Friday nights, and I gave our producer, Diego, the night off, let him go take care of some uh, family concerns and uh, and in the meantime, I'm not doing as good a job producing as he does. Let's send some love and appreciation to our dear friend Diego for all his work that he does here on the New Thought Media Network as well. All right, next story up here this evening. Another 3D printing story. This is why I picked it. I love this idea. Astronauts could 3D print tools on Mars made from Martian us. This is a new idea. Now, obviously, this has not been proven. Uh, researchers believe that they can carry out the same work of 3D printing in space as they do, and they could use Martian dust as their source material. Taking materials out there is hugely expensive, said the study's author. It costs $54,000 to put just one kilogram U.S., that's 2.2 pounds, uh, of material into Earth's orbit. As a result, researchers at Washington State University believe 3D printing is the new idea that could be the answer to making space travel cheaper and easier. The team discovered that small amounts of simulated crushed Martian rock mixed with titanium alloy make a strong high-performance material that could be used to make tools and rocket parts on planet on Mars. Oh my gosh. We're going to, well, <laughs> we've almost done our best to get rid of this planet, to do all we can on this planet. I guess it's time to get ready to colonize another. We'll talk the politics of that on another show. Tonight, I think this is a great idea. It's, it's great, exciting technology because it also means 
that if it can be done with Martian space rock, then it could be done with Earth-based space rock as well. We'll see. We'll keep an eye on this story. Could we be 3D printing houses on Mars before long? We sure could be. Hey, before we go tonight, folks, I want to introduce you to a couple of men that are doing an amazing, amazing work in the, uh, in the world. This is Jerry Ashton and Craig Antico. Uh, back in 2011, they bumped into each other in Zuccotti Park during the original Occupy Wall Street protest. Now, they, are, they do have Wall Street uh, history. They were both debt collectors, actually. Well, they took that idea, and in 20, uh, 2015, uh, the Good News Network reported that the former debt collectors had wanted to do something different, and they created uh, RIP medical debt. Currently, they have purchased well over $6.7 billion of medical debt. See, what happened is they started as a small nonprofit and they were hoping to raise $14 million to clear $1 billion of, out, of outstanding debt. Now, what they want you to know is anyone can buy hospital debt anywhere from $5,000 to $50. The hospitals don't care where they get the money. And the hospitals determine who, who benefits if you purchase that debt. So... They knew that they, they could be unbiased and, and, and contribute, so they started raising funds. Well, what happened is, and if you may not remember this, I do, but in 2016, John Oliver focused upon these two gentlemen on his program this week tonight on HBO. Since that time, things have changed dramatically and again, they've operated. They've they've raised. They've eliminated over six point seven billion dollars in medical debt. Now, John Oliver wasn't the only person to get involved in twenty twenty. Mackenzie Scott, after her divorce with Jeff Bezos of Amazon fame, donated another fifty million to R.I.P. Medical Debt. Good people doing good work in the world. That's the good news we want you to take into the weekend with you. Folks, I want to say thank you for being with us this evening. I ran over just a little. That's okay. This is the good news on the New Thought Media Network. Please join us a little later, 6 o'clock tonight, for Pastor Michael Mangus is up with his program, Fireside Chat, happening at 6. So tune right back in in just a little grab yourself a beverage a bite and a snack and join us again for the for the fireside chat at six o'clock tonight we've got evening prayers at 8 15 we'll be back tomorrow morning with morning prayers at 8 15 as well i'm rev robert i'm out of here for now i love you i appreciate you i can't wait to see you again and until next time i wish you peace and richest blessing bye now